Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And we're off. Special holiday uh, Thanksgiving million dollar lineup. We could win $2 million this weekend. I mean, there is an outside chance between Thursday's million dollar lineup and Sunday's slate. Who knows? Who knows what happens? That would be fun. What would we do? What's the first thing we would do with those winnings if we, what, what would the Millie boys do with that if we helped? We'd have to split it with a listener or two. But what would we do with that cash? Suggestions? Uh, luxury accommodations in Indianapolis? Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, we're doing that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's courtesy of SSB. Uh, I was thinking <laughs> making an offer on a houseboat that JW can't refuse. <laughs> a larger houseboat than Dubs is and park it right next to him and just leave it there. <laughs> we can get Tarbell some new teeth. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll get him a couple of molars, whatever he needs. Okay. These are good ideas. These are great ideas. Um, so we, we're changing pace a little bit here with the, the Millie Boy podcast. Um, so for Thursday, special slate on FanDuel, uh, we have a Beat the Millie Boys contest out there. Um, and we can't give away all the trade secrets. It wouldn't be fair to us. Um, as human beings, but it wouldn't be fair to our listeners either. You will see the post as soon as the games start on Thursday at noon. So um, with that said, uh, takeaways, Al, was there a player of the week or someone that you glommed onto for tomorrow's games? Yeah, I think for Thursday, I got to go with Thielen. I know it's uh, dangerous to say that when they're going up against the Bills, uh, excuse me, New England's defense that's just been on fire lately. But in classic Belichick fashion, he's going to take away key players, right? He's going to lock down Jefferson. He's going to lock down Cook. And it's got to leave somebody open when you're double stacking people like that. So I think that he's a safe play, a good value at 5,900 to get some points for you this week. Yep. A known, um, a known touchdown secure over his career he's always the guy they look for in the red zone um jefferson scores a large percentage of his touchdowns from outside of 20 yards so i like that right we're chasing upside i agree with you belichick's gonna bracket and take him away love it yeah and you know the vikings are not zach wilson and the jets right so they're actually gonna put some points on the board against this defense so that's that's my pick for tomorrow yep agree I like yeah. it, Matty. Is there a game that you you thought about that you were like, this is the this is the game we need to target? Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's always like it's it's very obvious when you see it because so this particular game I'm looking at the um it's the second highest overall line this year for any game, um, and the team that is favored is the sec the second highest implied team total all year too. So you're okay. gonna have to play some combination of some some collection of players from that Buffalo Detroit game. There's a lot. This is where it gets tough, right? There's it's like a puzzle. There's a lot of guys to play there. You can go so many different ways with it. Yep. But I will 
almost guarantee if you don't have at least four players from that game, you're not going to be sniffing any money. Like it just, it doesn't seem very likely, especially if you consider um, Buffalo's already there. They're not traveling. They're already in Detroit. They were there for that game last week. So they're settled in. They're comfortable. They've been working. Like they're going to want to make us. Allen's been playing like crap lately. Bad decision-making, forcing balls, getting picked. Seems like the type of game where they're going to want to show up and like reassert their dominance. So I think you need at least four guys from that game. And I wouldn't even be mad if you tried to put five in um, from both teams. So there's a lot of players in there. We could go all day, but I think that game is going to be a focal point. I, I agree. And I think Kansas City is starting to like, you know, do some peacocking, like showing off mm-hmm. some feathers. Yep. Um, and Buffalo's like, no, hey, hey, we're we're back. We're we're coming back. And the this is the type of game that I could see them doing it. Um, yeah, we were talking about running backs, right? Like James Cook is coming along. Um, I won't say whether or not he's in the lineup, but uh-huh. uh, he seems to be getting a lot of attention. So whether it's this week or future weeks, um, pick him up in every season long league that you're in. Um, because he's a, he reminded me even in the preseason of like, this guy has some Kamara juice to him. Yeah. Um, and, and they're working him in. They're playing him. And he hasn't even caught passes yet. Um, mm-hmm. And that was him coming out. It's like, okay, you're getting a top five wide receiver if you draft James Cook and also a top five running back in, in the draft. So, um, so yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, we will post the lineup um, at, let's see, 1228 yep. uh, so that nobody can get in and, and mm-hmm. steal our lineup and tie mm-hmm. us. Yep. Um, We've got some listeners who have been using our lineup to great success around the FanDuel universe. So we want to make sure we, you know, we don't want to be bagged for collusion or anything here. We want to make sure we take, take care of that. So that seems right. Two minutes is a fair amount of time. Uh, and, and so there's also going to be a million dollar lineup um, for, for Thursday, in addition to our, our Thanksgiving challenge um, mm-hmm. that we'll post as well. But mm-hmm. um, and, and is there a strategy, like if you're playing 10 people versus you're yes. playing yes. 1,500. Yep. You talked about this week one, Maddie. Do you mind reminding yeah, so, our listeners? Yeah, th- so there's there's a couple concepts at play. There's um, If you're playing a GPP, which is a guaranteed prize pool, large field, like hundreds of people, um, or if you're playing a cash game, which is generally somewhere, you know, anywhere from like a, a 10 person to like 30, 40 person, one of those formats requires that you diversify and you find some leverage off of guys that are going to be highly owned. Because if you own all the same guys as everybody else and you're not varied in a large tournament, you can't win. So you have to differentiate yourself in those. So you tend to, in, in the larger tournament type millimaker maker formats, you, you need to target guys who are going to be a little bit less owned and not so crazy where you're picking guys that have no upside, but you want to make sure you stay away from the guys who are going to be highest owned. Um, but in a cash game, you kind of want to have a lot of the same guys as everybody else. Like 80% of your lineup should be the guys that are scoring that everybody else has. And then you diversify a little bit. I think it's the opposite in a GPP. You should have 20% of the guys that everybody else has. And the other 80% should be the other guys that people aren't looking at. So it's, it's definitely, it's very real. There's a lot of data to back that up. Um, if you just pick, if you put a cash lineup into a tournament, you cannot win. It's almost impossible. It, you're just going to have the same guys as everybody else. It's pretty rare, um, but you can win cash lineups by playing a lot of the same guys as everybody else with a little bit of variance. So that's what we're trying to accomplish here. A little bit off the off the beaten path, but not so far off the beaten path where we um, are are 
we've left society. <laughs> and, and so, Alex, we had our uh, our Polly's Island 2023 golf draft last night. Um, we had Casey and Koch picking their teams, uh, making selections. You went second round. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me your feelings. Um, you know, I don't want to undersell it. I, I'm very excited. I think it's a well-deserved second rounder. You know, golf's a commitment, right? Uh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> I love hacking it up once a month. No, I'm very excited. That was a lot of fun last night to get together with everybody and kind of, you know, get primed up for this coming March, man. I'm just excited. Yep. Yeah, it's like the first, it's the first time we always talk about this trip, but it's the first time everybody starts to like form your teams and figure out strategy. We're already starting to put pairings and lineups together. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good one. Um, have, have you guys already started a, a text chain? Oh, yeah. Your- we yeah. have. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, we've already right, won. Right, Casey. In our mind, we already won. We're really just showing up to be there for you all. So there's still something worth playing for. But yeah, we should have it wrapped by Friday, I think, latest. So Maddie and Alex are on the same team. I'm left hung out to dry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited. I'm excited to represent Casey's team. I played with them twice last year uh, to varying degrees of success. Um, great time. Great stories. We'll recap it uh, at some point in the future but uh, we'll go but, live down there we'll do a pod we'll do a pod down there we'll there do a couple there. live shows I well think. i guess the real question is where's the excitement going to come with you and mace being on the same team and no mm. chance of a 10 you know a 10 off on a whole yeah yeah um so mace had like and i'm telling this for the listeners one of the most classic lines that I witnessed, and, and you guys have heard the story four or five times now. Still good. Um, it, it doesn't bore me anytime I think about it or hear it. Uh, so Casey and I were on one team and we were playing against Mason Weeks and um, we were up like three holes through like eight and someone came by. I think it was Tarbell came by and he says, "How how's Mace doing? Or no, how's Mace playing or how's weeks playing and mace stops everything and he's like is he is he playing (laughs) (laughs) Um, mace is hard uh, he yeah he demands excellence he uh, he does and and so i'm excited to be on his team weeks however on the other side of that in the back nine i have never seen anyone turn a corner like him he could not find his tee shot for the first six holes and then all of a sudden, everything is two fifty middle of the fairway, and he was he was cooking. And yeah, didn't he finish time. about three over himself on the back nine? Yeah, and anyone that is in our range of a twenty to a twenty five handicap that finishes three over on any nine holes, and even at Wonder Mountain in Wells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't care your handicap, man. If you're flirting with 40 on any nine set, you're doing well. Yeah. Um, so no, it was it was really impressive, but it was it was a classic story. One of my goals for the entire weekend is to play with Mace and just try and make him like giggle. Try try and I get think <laughs> it's it's likely that us the three of us plus Mace end up in a pairing at some point and we have we have a nice time. 
it's it's likely. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited for the teammates. Uh, we had some new guys, Roy and Jim. Um, yep. I'm excited to get to know, and I think it's going to be a great time to connect with those guys. So yep. anyway, we we breeze through Thursday, um, enter your lineups, get them in. And then Sunday, we wanted to give you an idea of what we we came up with. Um, and, and we can just tell you, I think, is that safe to say? We can share with everyone what the lineup is, and then we can yeah. talk through some thoughts there. So we had Herbert, a quarterback. Um, David Montgomery, Pacheco, uh, Debo, Drake London, Josh Palmer, wide receiver, uh, Tyler Higby, a tight end. Maddie wants to get into that, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is our flex. We found some extra money there. And then Miami's defense. Alex, who was your, your player of the week? If you had to do your pick of the week that we landed on, um, yeah, from the sign up this week, just looking back at it, I think we found a lot of value and a lot of it's coming from players that are taking advantage of injuries to other teammates, uh, you know, and stepping up in that role. With that said, this week, I really like uh, Josh Palmer coming in. Uh, and it's not just because he had a big week last week. Uh, he's got a pretty good, juicy matchup against the Cardinals. But take a look at his last four games and just targets. He's averaging 10. Over the last four games. I mean, and that's coming up from one and six, the games before that. So he's obviously building some rapport here with Hebert. I love stacking the two of them. And I just think this is the right play this week. Yeah, no argument there. I love it. It's he's um, he's been he's looked good out there, too. Williams isn't going to play. He hurt his ankle again. Um, Well, And I think to your point, Maddie, this is going to be a minimum roster guy. I think he's going to be under, you know, 10 percent in leagues. Well, Allen's back and people will gravitate over there because they, yep. they like the shiny toy. And and I think a lot of people will play Eckler too, which you talked about in the green room. You know, it's not a bad idea to come off of him a little bit because I think people are going to jam him into their lineups because the salaries are pretty diverse this week. You can get a lot of value. So I think, but again, it's a, it's, it's in a million maker. It's a game that's going to be heavily played and not everybody's going to pick the same people from that game. So it's okay to sprinkle a little bit of that 20% exposure that everybody else is sharing on a game that's going to have the most points scored. That's good process. Mm-hmm. And Alan might prove me wrong um, by 7 p.m. on Sunday, but, yeah. you know, like someone coming back who's been out for six weeks, it's rare um, if it's injury-related um, that, that they're going to blow up. Uh, Am I wrong or did Allen play last week? I thought he did. He did. He did. Okay. And that didn't really, yeah, that didn't really impact him last week. So no, he had eight targets, but he's, he's highly susceptible to re-injury too. So if you think about, I don't want to play him, but I would love it. I mean, if he happened to get her and we've got Palmer, then it's wheels up. So I think the process is sound all around there. I do too. And I, I think this is Herbert's like, okay, you know, let's, let's establish ourselves. Yeah. Everyone's chasing the chiefs right now. We talked about it with Buffalo. Uh, Chargers are still in it in the AFC West. So, um, you know, Herbert's got to show up and they have, they have to win these games before they start to get back into their division uh, foes to end the the year. Um, On the flip side of that, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I think he's like, probably the safest of the yeah 8000 plus receivers. Yep. Agree. Uh, yeah. He's quarterback proof too. So 
we talked about that. It doesn't matter who's playing. And we got to stack the other side of that game for a run back. Why don't we just go safe there? Because there's a lot of value like we talked about elsewhere. So I think that's like, that could be our high. Like He could be highly owned, but it's okay. He can fit into that 20% of highly owned because the rest of our team might be a little bit more uh, widespread. Well, playing Hopkins is basically the equivalent of playing all of Arizona's offense because he yeah. is Arizona's offense. Yep. Yep. The high value parts of it, right? Like he's, mm-hmm. he just, he's, it's the high value touches. It's the, it's the deep balls. He gets open. He's still good. Like, yeah, it's, we don't need to overthink that one. He's definitely the right play. And then um, we talked through Debo at wide receiver. Uh, I brought it up. And I'm like, when are you ever going to get Debo for under $7,000? It, it doesn't seem his yeah. action last week was perfectly fine. Uh, would have provided, you know, $7,800 value. He had two down weeks against the Chargers and the Chiefs, but it wasn't for lack of targets. Um, and he's also running the ball. So I think, you know, he's he's the perfect guy to get in your lineup. His projected score 13 and a half. Uh, it's 6,900. You'll take that all day. Um, yep. So, yep. Uh, Maddie, you had thoughts on Tyler Higby. Yeah. So tight end, obviously, you know, my feelings there, it's a wasteland, but yeah. since we can't really predict outside of Kelsey, any of these guys with any measure of consistency, let's just chase volume. Um, the Rams are in trouble. They cut Henderson. Stafford's may not play again this year. Cups out. They don't really have playmakers. They've they've not stopped throwing the ball, though. I was saying yeah. this earlier. As teams kind of fall into that pit of the season, as you know, their season's lost and it's getting away from them, they just run the ball. They keep it safe. They stay in games, and then they, they get out of there. They're still throwing the ball. And on top of that, this so far this year, a team's playing the Chiefs. Their average opponent throws the ball 37.7 times a game. And the Rams throw in neutral script and any other script above average. Um, They're like 10th in the league in terms of pass rate. So if those things are going to be true and the Rams have no playmakers, and we've already seen Higby do this at some point this year, it's on his resume. I know he's not necessarily cheap, but sometimes you go up to places to pay for guys that everybody else is thinking the same thing we are. Let's just go cheap at tight end, go cheap at tight end. Just find guys that are like 4,800 and just save money. I don't think very many people are going to play him, but he's valuable even at that 5,700 because he has double digit games on his red. I mean, he's got eight targets the last two weeks. He's a guy they look for in the red zone. Yep. It kind of feels like it could be a volume game and they're chasing the chiefs and they're throwing the ball a ton and he just racks up targets and falls into the end zone. Next thing you know, you got 15, 16 points, no tight ends outside of Kelsey are scoring that many points. Mm. So I like it as like a spend up to find the variance from the field type play. And who else are they looking at to move the chains, right? Like Henderson's gone. Um, so there's no one in the flat. Like yep. Akers has never been a receiving running back. No, nope. um, I think it's a really safe play. Yep. And if you put him at wide receiver, I'd still seek him out at 5,700. So thinking about just pass catchers in general, um, yep. you know, which I think is is wise to do a tight end when you see like Mark Andrews. I thought about this week. I thought about the the Raven stack with. Lamar and Mark Andrews, and I know he's seventy three hundred, but it's like, would you rather have him or 
you know, whoever at 7,400, um, yep. who's basically a wide receiver. And I think that's the role Higby's going to have to have in this offense. Yep. Um, other thoughts we talked about, you know, uh, Samuel Palmer, Higby, Hopkins, Herbert. We talked about Pacheco. Anything there? Drake London or, or the Dolphins that we wanted to touch in on before we we sign off for the holiday? Um, I so I do have some thoughts in that price. I, I told you guys this earlier. I have some thoughts in the six thousand to sixty four hundred price range. There's a yeah. bunch of guys. I think you have to find the right guy in there, but the right guy is in there for the million dollar lineup. So you've got. Rashad White at 6,400, head coach came out today, said they're going to ride the hot hand. Lenny's not really healthy. He flashed last time they played a couple weeks ago. Pretty good option, catches passes. Pacheco, 6,300, ran the ball a lot last year or last week, but there's a caveat there. Ronald Jones is going to play. Ronald Jones stinks. He's not any good at football, but Andy Reid's been talking about him for weeks. And they're going to activate him and they're going to play him. And he is going to ruin Pacheco's value if they go through with that plan. So he requires ensuring that Jones isn't ready. You'd want him to, you want them to come out and say he needs another week. He's not quite ready to play. If he plays, it kind of muddies the Pacheco situation. But I have a guy at 6,200 that I like even more than all of them. And I told you guys this earlier, it's Michael Carter. When... I mean, Zach Wilson got benched. Whenever Mike White plays, he's a check down monster. He feeds running backs out of the backfield. That's Carter's move. That's what he does. He may have eight carries for like 20 yards, but like 12 targets. It it, it, it could be one of those weeks as they sort of like figure out what to do with that offense. So, you know, last year, Mike White in the three games that he played, Carter averaged 128 yards from scrimmage and 22.3 PPR fantasy points per game. He targeted running backs on 37.8% of his throws last year. So I'm playing Michael Carter everywhere. I think he's a must play. Um, well, let's, let's move it. Unless Alex, any, any offense there? You don't No, not at all. I mean, it's always risky. I think whenever we're talking about Kansas city, just to you know compare this again to Pacheco here. It's a risky play anytime you play someone not named Mahomes on that offense. Right? You yeah. know, so I'm definitely good with it. Okay. Yep. Let's do it. Um, I thought about another guy you didn't mention. Um, I know as of two weeks ago, I wasn't allowed to mention those uh, <laughs> players. Um, but uh, there's only one running back, like I think that's even on the roster in Denver. And he's not fumbling and he's actually looking good and, and yeah. somewhat efficient. Um, it's okay. If you need to save some money somewhere, uh, find, you know, Latavius Murray's 6,200. So yep. no problems, no issues there. I think that's fine. He was the last guy in that tier, I think makes some sense. Cause they, yep. I mean, I, I think the, um, I think I just read that the Panthers are starting Sam Donald. They are. So that, I mean, they're just, that's going to be a gross game. He could have 15 carries for 50 yards and a touchdown. And at that price, he pays off. So I don't, I don't mind. We're going to, AB and I are going to give you this one. Um, well, we're, not playing him. we're not playing them in the oh. million lineup. Okay. Well, well it, then we're not going to give them to you. We're sticking with, we're sticking with Carter. No, no, no. Not until proven otherwise. Mr. Carter. I mean, I think this is a good move on your part, Mike, 
continue to build some goodwill. I mean, we'll let the, you know, uh-huh. let's address it. You got your co-host spot back this week. Mm-hmm. I, I did <laughs> relinquish control there because you behaved yourself last week. So yep. let's not yep. push it this week and yep. get it taken away again right away. You're like Michael <laughs> Scott with the corporate card. Yeah, we put you in timeout and you uh, you adhered to the rules <laughs> while you're in the corner. And I think now it's time to welcome you back. If you're trying to sell us on Sutton, we would have had to jam you right back in the locker. Oh, yeah, but, I'd be taking it back. Uh-huh, but I mean, you did. Judy's at 6,400. No, right? no, so no, no, no. Yeah, Judy and his half ankle. What? How many ankles does he have left? Uh, he none. He has zero. <laughs> He's ankleless. He'll be fine. Uh, we'll put him in a wheelchair. So David Montgomery. Um, mm, yep. Is there a Khalil Herbert sighting, or is he? He's, He's out. out. He's out. He's, He's out. on IR. He's and um, Justin yeah. Fields is out. Like our. My only concern here is seventy five hundred. So we're not like we're not going super cheap here. The volume is obviously there. He's um, going to be chalky. He is going to be incredibly chalky, but he might still pay anyway. Yeah. I mean, the Jets have a good run defense. The more I'm looking at it, like their their front seven is strong. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if if Fields is hurt, he's. I think he sounds like he might play, but he's definitely not going to be running the ball 28 times like he was. And he can't throw anyway. And the Jets have good cornerbacks and, and defensive backfield. So either we're going to win with Montgomery carrying the load, which is always scary, or he's going to just flame out and that game's going to be a disaster. It might be like seven to six. So it's we're really riding the lightning there either way. Okay. I don't have an answer for you there. I just think like there's No, some... no, no. I understand it. I, I just worry that this is another three to three game. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I agree 100% there. I have a running back actually. Can I can I a late add? Um, I have two ideas where we might move off of Montgomery. Okay, uh, and you, you're probably thinking one, but please add away. Maybe not because he's expensive, but he this guy is playing a terrible rush defense in a game that will probably have some points, and he saw exactly 100 percent of the work from his team last week, and he's expensive. So again, going back to my theory of Let's pay up a little bit at some guys that people might scroll down and skip. Josh Jacobs is expensive, but he, no exaggeration, he saw 100% of the work, carries and targets out of the backfield last week. So I'll I'll preface this. God, you guys are making me do this with the Broncos. but um, Love it, love it. He kills the Broncos, like his entire career. And and I knew it last week. I couldn't say it on the podcast. I was in timeout. I wanted to say it. You should have, because it wouldn't have been a Bronco. We would have allowed that. I know, but yeah. I still was going to be talking about them. Um, uh, so I didn't want to bring it up. You cost our listeners pretty... millions of dollars. I hope you're happy. Yeah, I know. Um, I, yes, I like him. I, I think we'd have to do some major roster we would. renovation in order to fit him in. We would. Um, two guys that are cheaper. That mm-hmm. we can keep money on the table for. Uh, one guy is James Conner. He's yep. playing in that game that we're targeting, that Chargers Arizona game. Mm-hmm. Save five hundred dollars off Montgomery, and then it's just a question of who do you think is going to score a touchdown? Um, I think James Conner is probably more likely and could end up in the end zone Agreed. a couple times. And then there's Kamara, and and that's just a talent play. Yep. Um, over anything. I mean, his production hasn't been there since week, what, like eight against Vegas um, when he went off for three touchdowns. But um, I don't know. So those are two thoughts. Like, do you think either of those guys are going to score more than Montgomery? Honor 
I feel could. Yeah. I feel like he's got that upside. Um, he would be the one of the two I would pick there as a potential, like a little bit more upside than Montgomery with less of the floor. Yeah. And we also kind of handcuff, not handcuff, but back, back ourselves up with that Hopkins pick, right? So if Hopkins mm-hmm. isn't catching something, we've got Connor there running it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not opposed to it because he is expensive and there's a, there's a floor there. There is a Montgomery floor. He, he's not very good. So we're not betting on talent there. We're betting on volume. It's not volume plus talent. He's the slowest man alive. There's just, he's not breaking any tackles. So I don't mind bumping off of him because he isn't cheap. Uh, if that saves us elsewhere, Gibby, then let's go for it. It saves us $500. Oh, we can buy so much with that. Um, Think of how many cool ranch Doritos we can buy. <laughs> you know, I thought about my answer to that question. Uh, my, my, you know, uh, snack of choice, gas station snack of choice is usually the cool ranch Dorito. It, it's a, um, or a sour cream and onion chip, but have I, we I talked about it. this? Cool ranch is, is we've never done this. Cool ranch is mine. I'm coming is out it? of there. Cool. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, there's a reason we started this podcast. Yeah. Together. We're connected. But, um, so <laughs> anyway, um, let's leave it alone. Let's keep the $500. We might make some updates. We'll send this out once it's official. Check us out on Instagram. Uh, we'll post it on Twitter as well. Um, search for one night in Pinehurst and you'll see the official lineup before I go, um, or before we go happy Thanksgiving gentlemen, what is the, um, number one side dish that you guys, there's not enough on the plate. It's not Thanksgiving for you. Oh, it's a tough one. And I'll go first. It's a a nice sausage bread stuffing. So it's a regular, you know, turkey stuffing with a little sausage and a little bit of pepper mixed in there, like a red pepper. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I don't go that far off the grid. I feel like Thanksgiving's a classic holiday and um, stuffing's a great answer. I, I'm i not a big casserole guy. So if you're putting a green bean casserole in front of me or cranberry sauce, I'm probably not that. I don't care that much about it. But as bland as they are, I believe there's a way to mess up sweet uh, potatoes. So I actually really like a nice sweet potato with um, classic sweet potato with those like mini mini mushroom um, marshmallows on top. Mushrooms too, if you want. I mean, it's up to you guys. I'm not going to tell anybody what to do. But I kind of like a nice sweet potato with some uh, with with a little bit of that on top. Um, but I'm a potato guy. I'm a mashed potatoes guy. Either way, that's my number one side. I'm looking to dress those up elevate them a little bit and, and come out of there with something real nice. I like it. Mike, hit us up. What is it? Yep. So contrary to Maddie, um, it's, it's the green bean casserole as long okay. as it has those French onion strings. Those are um, nice. Yeah. Right on top. And those are the only onions I'll eat. Yeah. Well, and then just pop those in throughout the day. Like, Oh, mom's cooking. She's, she's making everything, all the side dishes. And you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'll have some French onion strings. Some, I think they're Frenches. Um, yeah, they are. And you hit the nail on the head because I don't even think that I like the green bean casserole, but I eat it because of the the structure. Yeah, I will say, um, and Dubs and I share this view, and I don't know where you guys land on it. Turkeys need to be dry brined for sure. And we've actually gone away from doing full turkeys. We just do the breast now. You get underneath there with a nice um, yep. a nice butter of butter spread of some sort. If you dry brine. And then you cook it that way. You get a nice crispy skin, but you keep all that moisture inside the bird. Um, I'm not like the rest of the bird is whatever to me. Like I, the legs are fine. Like I'm not, I'm in it for the breasts, right? Who isn't? 
So that's a <laughs> that potentially, right there. yeah, that's a potentially unpopular take, but it's gotta be a nice dry brine. And I don't care about the whole bird. Give me, give me just the, 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 the big, the big hitters. I'm in. I'm with you. Someone else can have the, the legs and the, the thighs yeah. and, you know, um, I think turkeys, the, uh, uh, roasted turkey is the most overrated meat in my opinion. I'm not here to offend anybody, but some people do ham. Some people do ham because I of that prefer a ham. ham. Yep. Yep. We're equal opportunity here. Eat whatever you want. Just don't make yeah. me eat things I don't want to eat. Parvel's well, always trying to jam onions down my throat. I don't want those things. Get them out of here. Well, everyone enjoy the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, double Friday, pretty much. Uh-huh. Um, today's a Friday. Friday's a Friday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> enjoy it. Have fun. Uh, be safe. And, um, and you know, thank the people that, uh, that you enjoy spending time with and that... Um, have been with you over the years so everyone happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving thankful for you boys